And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark and also my wife, Catrice, this week. Good morning. With With Touch of God. And it's great to have you listening in this week. This program today, we're going to be talking about the topic of forgiveness, how important it is for us to forgive others if we feel that they have wronged us for whatever reason. And so let's begin by looking at Luke chapter 23, verse 33 to 34. And it says, And when they came to the place which is called the skull, In Latin, that's Calvary. In Hebrew, that's Golgotha. There they crucified him, that's Jesus, and along with the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. Verse 34, And Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they divided his garments and distributed them by casting lots for them. The focus here is the words, And Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, the Bible here in verse 33 says that these two individuals were criminals. And yet, the Lord Jesus was asking the Father to forgive them, for they know not what they do. And you might argue, well, they knew what they were doing when they committed the crime. But Jesus is saying they didn't for they know not what they do. They don't know how they got themselves into that situation. Forgive them, Father. That's what Jesus is basically saying in verse 34. So today, we're going to be exploring the topic of forgiveness and understanding the nature of the people who might hurt us and why when we know how they got into that situation and had that nature to want to do those things or say those things to us, We need to understand why that is so that we might forgive them and have an easier task of forgiving those people. So, Catrice, do you want to just start out by listing some of the reasons that we might get hurt by someone's actions, what they say? So just before I do that, a lot of times when we're dealing with forgiveness, many people, they're self-focused and they're not focused on another person. And so they're really being led by the focus of their flesh and not really situations and circumstances. Sometimes it can be based on self-entitlement and their own perspective. But what forgiveness causes us to do is to come out of that self-perspective and to look at someone else and what's going on with them. Perhaps they've gone through a lot. They've lost family members. Perhaps they grew up with no family at all. Perhaps they're starving and they did this act as a survival, maybe to get food or to get shelter. We don't know the situations and the circumstances. And I think that that's why people need to be forgiven because we don't know. Some people need to forgive because they don't realize that it's changing who they are. They were happy. They were joyful before they had to forgive. And then once they had to forgive, they didn't see why that person deserved forgiveness. They wanted to hold a grudge. They wanted to hold the bitterness of who's right and who's wrong. And forgiveness causes us to just put all that aside, to not be angry because someone took something from you, to not be frustrated because things didn't go the right way. Forgiveness just leads you down a different path. And we're hoping this program opens up our eyes to see more of why. Thank you, Catrice. Now, we know that we are not perfect. Far from it. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, Since all have sinned and are falling short of the honor and glory which God bestows and receives. This is in the Amplified Classic Edition. 
And so you say, well, yeah, but someone wronged me. Well, that doesn't necessarily make you better than them in God's eyes. We have all sinned and fallen short. So who are we to judge another as to whether they were wrong or right or why we should withhold our forgiveness? Who are we? So how did we all fall short? Why was it so easy to quickly fail and be one of these people, which is part of the human species that fell short of the honor and glory of the Lord? Now, we caused the Father to send his Son for us. We were the ones that caused the Father to do that. We disobeyed our loving Creator at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 is where Eve ate of the fruit and Adam ate shortly thereafter. Now, we're not going to a whole history lesson on the tree today because we talked about it many times before, but we wanted to refer to it today because that's where everything unraveled. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says that, but God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, died for us. So we don't deserve to be forgiven by God. But yet God not only forgives us our sins when we confess them to him, First John chapter 1, verse 9, but he also totally recreates us to be brand new again if we believe and receive his son into our hearts and confess Jesus as Lord. So why did we all sin? How is it that we have all failed coming out of our mother's womb? Why are we like this? Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Therefore, as sin came into the world through one man, which was Adam, and death as the result of sin, so death spread to all men, no one being able to stop it or to escape its power, because all men sinned. So when someone lies and cheats and steals from us, we should understand that their free will was influenced by their own fallen nature that began at the tree and began in their physical existence in their life when they were born out of their mother's womb. Because, as we are continuing to show here, they were acting out of their default nature. They are acting out of the nature of their father that's not our heavenly father, It's not their biological father, but it was their father, the devil, Satan himself. And you say, well, show me where the scripture is for that. Well, John chapter 8, 44, Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. He was speaking to those scribes, those Pharisees that were talking to him. You are of your father, the devil, and it is your will to practice the lusts and gratify the desires which are characteristic of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a falsehood, he speaks what is natural to him, for he is a liar himself and the father of lies and of all that is false. So these individuals need to choose Jesus as their Lord and Savior. These people, you may be a believer today. But these people that are attacking you are most likely not believers because they do not act with the fruit of the love of Christ Jesus like you may do. And we must realize that we have to come to the point where we need to use the love of Christ and be an example of Jesus and give grace to people. And Catrice is going to talk more about that. But these people that have hurt you, that have done something wrong against you that you feel very, very difficult to forgive, they need Jesus. So that's why we must love our enemies so that our actions will appear to be abnormal to those who despise us so that they they question why are we so loving towards them 
while they are bitter towards us. Indeed, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, Jesus said, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Matthew 18, 35 says, So also my heavenly Father will deal with every one of you if you do not freely forgive your brother from your heart his offenses. Catrice has some more for you. Yes. So the focus here is we are believers wanting to forgive. And if we're believers wanting to forgive, then there's definitely a perspective of being in the Bible, of being hidden in Christ and wanting to be Christ-like in our forgiveness. That should be your launching point, that we are not all perfect, only Christ is perfect, but we should not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And the Bible calls us to run the race and to be as Jesus was. So as Jesus is, so are we in this world. And so if that being our goal, then we want to look at the perspective of what is the Bible telling us about this and how do we go about this? So in order to examine this, we're going to look at the Amplified Classic and we're going to be looking at Luke 6, verse 37, actually 35 to 37 and probably a little bit further. I just thought all of it was really interesting, but love your enemies. So if we're looking for what love is, we can look at 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8. That will define what love is. And as I'm going along in this, think about each thing and you can you can yourself go and break down each part that I'm reading to you. So, but love your enemies and be kind and do good, doing favors so that someone derives benefits from them and lend expecting and hoping for nothing in return, but considering nothing as lost and despairing of no one. And then your recompense, your reward will be great, rich, strong, intense, and abundant. And you will be sons of the most high for he is kind and charitable and good to the ungrateful and the selfish and the wicked. So the he is referring to God is good. So this is describing the character and the nature of God and of Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So these are characters and natures that we are wanting to take on as believers, as a part of our mind being transformed. And so we are to be kind and charitable, good to the ungrateful and selfish and wicked, Remember, Jesus came here while we were still yet sinners, while we were in our sin. This is the treatment plan that God recommended for us to continue regardless of what someone has done. So this would come under grace, which is unmerited favor towards someone, someone who doesn't deserve this type of treatment and this type of favor. But this is the approach that Jesus took. And so we are not doing what we think is right or what a man thinks is right. But the perspective here is to literally walk as Jesus did. Acts 10.38 tells us that Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So we are wanting to do good. And a part of that doing good is forgiveness. Exactly. So what we want to encourage you to do today is to go deeper in your love with the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Ask the Lord to heal your heart of all the trust issues that you're going through, the the rejection, the betrayal by others. It's going to be a lot easier to love others with a healed heart, full of the love of Christ, because we cannot love anyone without God, because 
God Himself is love. But to me, it is a lot easier to forgive others when I understand that they may be influenced by evil to do harm or to say something that's not quite respectful, might hurt your heart, might be a critical heart or critical voice against you. There is many emotions in life that are negative, but there's love that counteracts them all. But there's a lot of people in this world who still haven't come to grips with wanting to know Jesus and coming to know him. And many people reject the even thought of having a relationship with him and don't believe in him. So that's a lot of people in this world that may not be walking in the love of Christ like you and I and Catrice. So we have to really understand and, and appreciate and respect and be sensitive to what these people have gone through what they are going through at the moment, and why they may have said what they said. Because the Bible says that the earth groans, awaiting the manifestation of the sons of men. These people that have said these things to you or done things against you, they are the earth groaning. They are groaning internally, wanting to escape this prison of torture and mental bondage and travesty in their lives and lack and all these things, when you don't have the Lord as your Savior, in your heart, you have no hope. So you try to feed your heart with things that might just take away the depression or something for a while. Maybe it's things that you watch on television or listen to something, or maybe it's a substance or alcohol. These, these people are going to these things because they cannot handle life. And they spout out of their mouth these things that might hurt us. But if we know why they became like that, like we explained at the top of the program, then we can understand their nature. And their nature is of their father, the devil, and not their heavenly father, the father that we have today. So the approach here today is, once again, we're not going by our own devices, but we're attempting to do what Jesus did. And a part of this is accepting and admitting that you not wanting to forgive is not the correct answer, but we always just have to start with what is the truth. If we can start with the truth, only the truth can set you free. What really is in your heart? How many of us are just walking around and we want to love on people more, but we feel like maybe the pressure of life, maybe the burden of life just makes you act a certain way and your mind is not renewed in that area? Well, in Proverbs 23, verse 7, it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And as one who reckons, he says to you, eat and drink. Yet his heart is not with you, but is grudging the cost. So right here, we just look at an example of you're saying one thing with your lips, but the posture of your heart is not correct. And then we see in Jeremiah 17, verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and it is exceedingly perverse and corrupt and severely mortally sick. Who can know it, perceive, understand, be acquainted with his own heart and mind? So this right here is telling us that we can't depend on the heart. We must walk in the righteousness that Jesus died for, the inheritance that he left us with, because if things are based on emotions, then no one would deserve favor or grace. We would be judges of different people, and we don't want to do that. We want to walk as Jesus did every single day, renewing our minds, dying to ourselves, picking up our cross daily, and walking forward. And, and doing very quickly, that's why 
in Jeremiah 17 verse 9, when we read that verse, we have to understand that's why we need to become born again, because that's our former heart that was sick. That was the heart after our father, the devil. And that's why when we become born again and we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the Bible says that God takes us out of the powers of darkness, translates us, transfers us, moves us into the kingdom of his beloved son. He creates in us a new heart, a new spirit. And that's why we need to become born again, because we need to have that new heart so that we can love with the love of Christ. Amen. So just to review that small bit, we have to be sayers and doers of the word. We can't say one thing with our lips and our heart posture is something else because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so regardless of what you're saying with your mouth, the posture of your heart is going to come through in your actions and even seep through in your words, no matter how much you try to hide it. There was one time I I had unforgiveness in my heart and I had said over and over again, I forgive these people. But even as I would say, I forgive these people, I literally would grit my teeth together. That was how my heart was feeling. And even though with my lips, I was saying, oh, I I forgive them. A flashback of what they had done to me was playing over and over again. So if you're sitting here right now, you want to forgive, but there's flashbacks of what someone did to you and it is painful. Ask the Lord right now to come and to do what we can't do, right? For him to come and personally touch your heart and to make it possible for you to forgive and tell him that you want to get rid of all of these emotions in your heart. And you want to let go of these things and you just don't know how. And you and you just say, Lord, would you teach me how to forgive? Would you would you cleanse my heart? It says in Psalms 51, create in me a clean heart. So we want to pray that prayer every day. Lord, create in me a clean heart. The word does something wonderful. And according to Isaiah 55, 11, the word of God goes forth and it accomplishes and does not return void. It does what God pleases. So when we speak the word of God over ourselves and we pray through the word of God, that word of God is going to go forth and it's going to accomplish because there's life and death in the power of the tongue. So Right now, God, I just thank you, Lord, for just healing the hearts of those people, Lord, that you are a lamp unto their feet, you're a light unto their path, God, that you would touch them in a way and release, release any unforgiveness that's in their heart, Lord. I thank you, God, that you would give them a renewed mind in you, in Christ, God, that you would show them scriptures and highlight things that they need to do in their life, Lord, to walk in forgiveness for their brothers and sisters, because this is the way you want us to flow. And this is the best way that we can walk in Christ and not have any burdens upon our hearts, God. So I just thank you right now for touching them right now where they're sit. They don't have to go to a special place. They don't have to do anything special, but God, you, you meet us where we're at. And so I just thank you, God, right now for just forgiveness coming upon your people, Lord, God, that you would bring forgiveness 
is for people who have lost loved ones and they're beyond being able to talk to God, but that let them know that the healing is for their hearts, Lord, that when they can have forgiveness, they can sever those ties that are even beyond the grave that are trying to still hold on to them, that today they can make a decision to let go and literally let God have his way in their life. God, and we just thank you for having your way in their lives, God. And we ask for just healing for people who have maybe loved ones that are in other states that they haven't talked to for years, God. Jesus came and he brought the ministry of reconciliation. And so I just thank you, God, for reconciling those hearts and minds right now to your will, breaking down strongholds, tearing down walls, Lord, right now, and that you would bring these people back together, Lord, for such a time as this, that healing is possible. All things are possible to him that believe. And so I just thank you, God, for going forth and bringing healing to old relationships, bringing healing to family members, reuniting loved ones through the bond of healing, God, because we are stronger in unity. We are stronger together, God. And we just thank you for what you have already done in Jesus' name. Thank you, Catrice. So again, we, we just have to remember how much darkness these people were in or may still be in when they spoke to you this way, when they did this thing to you, when they cut something off from you, rejected you, as difficult as it may be for us to come to terms with even thinking about showing any form of forgiveness towards them because they have done us so wrong and our heart has been anguished and betrayed and hurt and all these things like a like a knife has gone through you. However much pain that feels, we must begin to accept that they were the ones walking in darkness. And maybe at the time you heard that hurt from them or received that hurt, you may have also been walking in darkness in the same darkness they were in. But now you have come to Christ, at least I pray that you have, and that you are no longer walking in that darkness and those lies and deception and not knowing the truth of the love of Christ and not knowing who you now are. You're brand new. You are new creation, according to the Bible. God has created you brand new because you needed to be created brand new because the old you was no good. That means your heart was tainted. It desired the things of your father, the devil, at the time. But now you have a new heart and you have the grace of God. The grace of God decided to forgive you. If God decided to forgive you, then why withhold the forgiveness for another? Amen. And lastly, I want to leave you with this thought in John 8, verses 1 to 11. There's a story about the adulterous woman where people came to stone someone who had committed a sin. And think about this. If you are judging and you think someone should be stoned, then the same thing that you are condemning them for, which is sin, that means by condemning them, you have then condemned yourself. So the question is, do you want to be stoned or do you want to be forgiven? That's all the time we have for today, everyone. It's been such a blessing, as usual, being able to speak through this microphone and knowing that these words, the love of Jesus, is going across many miles across the world and through Zambia and other places. And we just thank you today for allowing us on your radio station. And we thank you, Lord, for allowing this to happen. We thank you for the people listening, and we thank you for those listening worldwide as well. If you'd like us to pray for you, we would love to hear from you. 
you. There are a couple of ways you can call us at country code 1407-705-3151. That's country code 1407-705-3151. Or you can email us at touchofgodradio at gmail.com. Touchofgodradio at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for Touch of God Radio. So until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen. Amen.